over there. Okay, I just, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And our desire is that you will make Downey First Christian Church, hopefully your church home, but the most important thing is that you will make Jesus the Lord of your life. And so again, thank you for being here. It's an honor uh, for me to bring the Word of God to you this morning. And so if you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to please go to 1 John chapter 4. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry, we're going to have the, uh, the scriptures on the screen. 1 John chapter 4 verses 7 through 8 says this, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Then we're going to go to Matthew uh, chapter 1 verse 23 and it says this, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So have you ever thought that you knew something until you actually experienced it? Like some of you guys know I took up surfing at 47 years old, and it's not been a pretty picture, but I persevered and I've pushed through and I've gotten better and better. But, but I had heard about surfing. I had seen pictures of surfers. I, have watched vi- I had watched videos of, sur- of people surfing. People had talked to me about surfing, but it was only until I got on that board and I got pushed by that wave that I realized what it actually felt like, and I was hooked. You don't, know, you don't really know something until you experience it, right? I mean, it happens in relationships too. If you've ever, uh, let's say, um, done online dating, for example, and you go through, you see a picture, and then you maybe read something about the person, and hey, it looks great, but then you meet the person, it's like, oh man, that was a huge disappointment. Like, I thought I knew, but I didn't actually know. And sometimes it goes both ways. Like, somebody looks great, right, on, on paper, but then you meet that person, that person ends up being a jerk. Or the other way around could also be true. That person seemed like a jerk, right? But then you actually meet that person, it's like, man, that guy was actually kind of cool. So what I'm trying to say is that there's a difference between knowing about something and actually knowing something. But that is true also spiritually, You see, in my personal walk with Christ, I grew up in a Christian home, went to a Christian uh, church, uh, Christian friends, Christian school, Christian camp. I think our dog was even saved. Like, everything in my life was was Christian. But I I thought that that was knowing God. I thought that knowing God was coming to church, reading the Bible, doing all these things. My understanding of, of knowledge of God had to do with knowing about God, but not necessarily knowing God. Have you ever been there? Have you ever felt that way? Do you, do you feel that way right now? You see, maybe you're here and this church is new to you. Maybe, maybe you, 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 you have a concept of God and, and you think that you know what there is to know about God. You think that knowing God is about following rules. Maybe you think that knowing God is about reading an ancient, uh, outdated book. Maybe you think that, that knowing God has to do with following a bunch of, of rituals. And, and I get it. Like, I understand. And in fact, you're not alone. Because as you go through the scriptures, you're going to discover that there are many stories in the Bible about people who thought that they knew God until they actually met God and it changed everything. An example of that is the Apostle Paul. 
The Apostle Paul, if you know uh, who he is, he, he wrote most of the New Testament. He's the first uh, missionary uh, ever. He was, a, he was the persecutor of Christians and then actually turned into a disciple of Jesus. If there was someone in the Bible who you could say was an expert in God, it was, it was Paul. Paul was an expert in God. In fact, he had the first five books of the Old Testament memorized. Memorized. Those are hard books, and he had them memorized. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He knew all about the Bible. He was an expert in God. He kept all the rules. By all possible metrics, the apostle Paul was an expert in God. Um, but he was wrong because on the way to Damascus, which he was, he was on his way to, to persecute Christians, he actually meet, has an encounter with God. And that encounter with God changed everything in his life. And let me read you a verse that talks about this. Philippians uh, 3.8 says this. It impacted him. This, this encounter with Jesus impacted him so much that he wrote this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. It says, I consider everything, he says, loss because of the surpassing worth of what? Knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. So basically what the Apostle Paul did is he took everything that he thought was equivalent to knowing God, namely his education, his status, his information, his, his data, his religious practices, his studies, his influence. He took it all and he said, this is all garbage. I would rather throw all of this away to be able to know Christ. So all those things that he thought that brought him closer to God were actually separating him from God, and he considered them garbage, which, by the way, in the Greek, the word garbage, if you translate it into English, it is literally a, a word that is, uh, let's just say, um, an offensive word uh, regarding uh, excrement, okay? Which is so funny, because I can't give you the literal translation because we're in church, which is a strange contradiction, by the way. But that's how he felt. That's how Paul felt about all the things that he considered that were so important that were bringing him closer to God. So the point is that everything that he thought that brought him toward God had zero value in actually knowing him. You see, what is true for me in, in, in surfing and actually Knowing what surfing is uh, in the same way that you may think you know someone until you meet that person, the same can be true with you and your relationship with God. You see, you may think that you know God. Hey, you may be here for the first time and you think that, there's all, that you know all there is to know about God. You may, be, you may be part of this church for 30 years and think that you know God, but the question that I want to ask you this morning is do you actually know God or do you know about God? You see, in my life, as I was, I was getting closer to God and trying to, 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 to get to know Him, there was a moment in my life where I actually had an encounter with Him. And I've, I've talked to you guys about that, about that before. And that moment changed everything in my life. I went from knowing about God to actually having an encounter with Jesus. And it changed everything in my life. It changed me completely. And so when I think about that moment, and I think about our church, I can't help but saying, maybe there's friends that I know that think they know God, but they don't actually know him. Maybe there are entire churches 
that, that think that they know God, but they actually have information about him, but haven't ever actually met him. You see, for many Christians, knowing God is an event. Like, like it's an event, and you, like you, you think that knowing God is an event. Like somebody, if somebody would have asked me before, do you know God? Yeah, I know God. I got baptized when I was 10. And so the assumption was that the result of responding, maybe you walked down an aisle, maybe you marked on a card, maybe you did, a, maybe you did the sinner's prayer, and then you say, yeah, I know God because I gave my life to Jesus at one point in my life. But I want to say respectfully that, that getting baptized or marking a card, walking down an aisle or having an emotional moment doesn't necessarily mean that you know God. You may think pastor is trying to make me doubt my salvation. Like, are you trying to say that maybe I'm saved, maybe I'm not saved? No, that's not the point of this message. Romans 10, 9 says this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay, professing Jesus, been baptized, you're saved. So this is not what this conversation is about. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the knowledge of God. Because sometimes you can go back in your life and go back to that moment, like in marriage, for example. I've been married for 20 years. And we could say, hey, do you know your wife? Yeah, I do. Because October 26, 2002, I married her. I could know nothing about her. In 20 years. The same can be true with you. You could say, do you know God? Yeah, I know God. Because, let's say, January of 84, I got baptized. You see, that's not the question today. That's not the question. The question isn't if you're baptized or if you've made a statement of faith. The question is, do you know God? Do you know him? Do you know him? Ask yourself that question. Do, do you know God? Do you really know him? You see, the, the message of Christmas is so much more than gifts. It is so much more than a Christmas tree. And it is so much more than a baby in a manger. The message of Christmas is, is God put on skin and bone. He came into our world and made himself available. That's what the word Emmanuel means. It means God with us, no longer distant, no longer unapproachable, no longer far away, no longer not listening, no longer all these things that you have to do in order to be able to be presentable before God. But God came down to us, came into the earth, made himself available to us. So he is here. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is here, and he's available to you right now, in real time, in this space, right here, you can meet Jesus. And so, so what happens when Jesus comes into your life? You receive love, you receive mercy, you receive forgiveness, you receive acceptance, you receive joy, you receive peace. These are the reasons why Jesus came in to the world, and that's my prayer, that that will happen today, that you will have an encounter with Jesus. So the question becomes, well, okay, great, I would love to have an encounter with Jesus. What does that mean, and how can I go about actually getting to know him? Well, in order to know Jesus, you have to first understand 
what his main theme is. You see, the main theme of Jesus is not hell. The main theme of Jesus is not money. The main theme of Jesus is not being good and trying harder. That is not the main theme of Jesus. The main theme of Jesus is one thing and one thing only, and it is love. It is love. And please don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not you better walk away from this space and love your neighbor or else you're not going to have a relationship with God. It's not try harder and do all these things and you better show love because that's your job and that's your responsibility. That is not what it is. You see, 1 John 4, 19 says this. It says, we love because he first loved us. You see, you can't love your neighbor if you haven't truly received the love of Jesus. It's not about our love for God. It's about his love for us. That's where it starts. And so my question to you this morning is, have you received the love of Jesus? Have you received his love? Have you received his acceptance? Have you received his grace? Have you received his his forgiveness? You see, this is the theme. It's not going out and loving your your neighbor. It's about receiving the love of Jesus first. It's not about what you do for God. It's about what God did for you. I'll call this the 11th commandment. It's not heresy. I'm just, be careful with that. John 13, this is Jesus' word. He says, a new command I give you. So there's 11. Love one another as I have loved you. You know, So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, as I have loved you. So you have to receive the love first in order to be able to give it. Have you received this love? Um, If you haven't met Jesus, you see, here's the thing. You have not met Jesus if what you have received from him or from the church or from someone who claims to be a follower of Jesus, if what you have received is guilt and condemnation, let me tell you this, you have not met Jesus. You have not met Jesus. You see, God is love. You have not encountered the love of God through Jesus. All you have, if you have guilt and condemnation, you have only received information about him. You have not actually met him. So I want to ask the Holy Spirit this this morning, to do something that I can't do, which is for you to have an encounter with him. And so I'm going to ask you permission to to get into your business here for just a moment. Because because maybe you're here this morning and you're you're having a hard time. You're having a hard time. You're having a hard time in your finances. You're having a hard time in a relationship. You're having a a hard time... um, Someone in your family is sick. Someone in your family passed away. Maybe you're going through depression. Maybe you're going through anxiety. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel guilty because of a past mistake. And and you feel like you're carrying this weight alone and you are exhausted. You are exhausted. So what I want to do is I I want to ask you to listen to this verse. But let this verse come into your heart this morning. I don't care if this is your first Sunday or if this is your Sunday number 2000. I want you to listen to this verse. Matthew 11, 
28 and 29 says this. It says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find what? A to-do list? No, that's not the promise. You will find rest for your soul. You see, when Jesus said this, he meant it. And maybe you hear and you feel the opposite. You feel like God is distant. You feel like God is unapproachable. You feel like God doesn't listen. You feel like he is far away. That is not who God is. And that's the purpose of Christmas, is God with us. He is here now, in real time. In reality, he is here. And I want you to know that no matter what you're going through, he's available right now. And so, in a few minutes, we're going to come into a time of communion. And um, this is a moment in the service where we, we remember the death of Jesus. We remember the reason why he came to, to bring us salvation. But I want to do a couple of things here. Um, I'm going to read a verse. It says this, Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us then approach the, the throne of grace with confidence so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And so as we come into our time of communion, we've got communion right here, and we've got communion in the back. Um, we're going to do two things at the same time. Normally what we do is we have a time of communion, and then we have a couple minutes of silence, and then Pastor Mark comes on stage, and he's going to invite us to be able to participate together. But today I'm going to do it a little bit different, because I want to open up this space right here for anyone who, who, needs, who needs to have an encounter with Christ. Maybe you're here and you just need someone to pray over you. Maybe you, you've already met Jesus, you're a Christian, you've been a Christian for a while, but you need for someone to pray with you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, I've already, I've already talked to some people, if, they, if you guys could go ahead and make your way up on stage, we have our prayer team, we have our elders that are going to come into this space.